I'm Health Coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 83, Nourishing the Digestive System, part two. Welcome to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. This podcast is a resource for families who are on a path to optimal wellness, but still aren't able to reach their physical and mental goals. I'm Heather Mitchell, and with over nine years experience in nutrition and exercise and a certified master health coach, I'm uniquely qualified to help you and your family achieve optimal health. So for the next few minutes, set aside your concerns and learn how you can self-repair your body and mind and experience greater joy in your life. Please note that the info provided in the show is intended to educate and elevate, but it's not meant to be a substitute for advice from your medical provider. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. I am your host, Heather Mitchell. And it is rainy here in Arizona. We've had some rainy weather this week, and that's been a nice little change from the heat. It's cooled things down just slightly, and we need that cool down here because it just gets ridiculously hot in the summer. If you've ever been to Arizona, you know. In the dead of July, August, it's hot. So grateful for the rain and the moisture and hope that it doesn't keep coming. So it floods everything. We don't, we don't need that. There's been a lot of that going on already this year. Lots of that going on that we probably haven't even heard about, but lots of flash flood warnings here in Arizona when it rains. And that's always kind of a scary thing for people living in areas like Flagstaff or perhaps Sedona even. So Look out, my friends, and be safe out there. This was the first week of school for my kids. Hooray. That's so exciting. I've got a middle schooler now, and he is, so far, day two. He's loving it, and he's really enjoying the the change from just staying in one class to now moving from class to class to class. He says his very favorite class is, what did he say it was? I thought it was band because he does love band. He's also in tennis this year. I want to say science is what he said he loved. My daughter also is loving science as well. So two little science nerds in the house this year. And that's going to be a lot of fun uh, learning some of the things that they're learning in class. So I always look forward to when they get off the bus. I'm usually there at the bus stop with with our little dog Tito and we're waiting for the kids to get off the bus. Then they get off the bus. We walk home. They tell me how their day was while they enjoy a nice healthy snack board. And you can check out more of my snack boards on my Instagram page. Just go to health coach Heather. You should see me there. You have to have spaces in between health coach Heather. So it's like an underscore sign. But once you find me on Instagram, you'll be able to follow and see some of the meals that I prepare each day for my family and also snack boards and healthy lunches, things that are going to inspire and motivate you to feed your family right this year. Let's make 2021 a year where we really dial it in and focus on our health. And so with that, let's get into the topic today. We've been talking about digestive health and today we're going to get into some gallbladder stuff. All right. So 
gallstones and gallbladder congestion. That is no fun. The gallbladder is a small organ that stores bile needed for fat digestion. When we eat a meal containing fats and oils, it is able to sense the amount needed to help with the breakdown of those fats so that they are able to be digested by enzymes following that. You're going to want to think of it like some sort of squeeze device, like a turkey baster that squirts the right amount of bile into the small intestine to help break down the fats that are present. And so the gallbladder can develop stones if that bile production is reduced and becomes thick and sluggish and congealed. That can happen. The bile ducts throughout the liver as well as the gallbladder can become filled with that sludge or sand and or gallstones ranging from small to large in size. And those larger stones won't try to pass through the common bile duct, but smaller ones that almost fit through may try. If one gets stuck, it causes intense pain and nausea and the situation can become serious if secretion from the pancreas can't get through either, resulting in pancreatitis. You might know somebody who's had this. I hear it's extremely painful. Quick action taken at that point can reduce the stone enough to allow it to pass through, and after that, a more thorough cleaning out can be done, which should keep your gallbladder functioning well for many years to come. If your gallbladder has been removed, be aware that your liver is still producing bile, but that small amounts are flowing continuously into the intestine. Without the gallbladder, you don't have enough to digest the fats completely in most meals, but you still have some present in the intestine for maintenance purposes. Bile salts should always be taken with meals containing significant amounts of fats in your gallbladder if your gallbladder is missing. So let me just interject here and say, you really got to stay away from super duper fatty foods. Healthy fats are okay, but even if you're having gallstone or gallbladder issues, I probably wouldn't put somebody on a ketogenic diet if they've got gallbladder problems. And I know that the ketogenic community would say it's fine and, and all of that, but I've tried that myself and I had some gallbladder issues and it, it made it worse. And so for, for somebody who's already going through some gallbladder problems and gallstones, I wouldn't have them eating a lot of fatty foods, even if it was the healthy fat. I would get healthy fat in their diet. I just wouldn't have it at a high percentage range, like a 70% in the diet. Maybe more like a 40% is fine, okay? But I wouldn't go super high on the fats with these people. So they've got to watch um, going out to eat because there's going to be oils that are used and fats that are used that are definitely unhealthy, which is going to congest that gallbladder even, even more with just a small amount. So you've got to really watch it. If you already know you're someone who has some gallbladder issues, how do you know? Well, Again, if you're not producing enough bile, you're going to have some constipation issues for sure. You're going to feel some pain under that right rib area. And it's like this dull, achy pain and it can stay there for days and sometimes even weeks. So you could have a gallstone issue in there. So that's how you might know you've got some issues with the gallbladder. 
Okay, so to dissolve gallstones and reduce swelling and congestion in the gallbladder and bile duct uh, is not hard to do in most cases, but it requires the help of some specific herbs and nourishment with certain nutrients. And I feel it is important to save our gallbladders, if at all possible, so that they can serve us in maintaining the supply of the vital fats needed for our best health. So if I'm having problems with my gallbladder, I'm going to do everything in my power to heal it and fix it naturally on my own before I even go ask a doctor about it personally, because I know all of these tips and tricks to doing that. I know there's holistic ways around this and it's going to serve you much better to go this route before taking that gallbladder out. And hopefully we never get to that point where we have to do that. But I know a lot of people do that. Let's talk about some remedies for the gallbladder. If a stone is stuck and you are feeling intense pain under the right rib cage, drink several glasses of distilled water initially. Now, remember in a past episode, we said don't drink distilled uh, water because it's going to suck the nutrients out of, out of your body over time. But in this case, at this point, if you're feeling pain, you're going to drink distilled water. This can often reduce the size of the wedged stone sufficiently to allow it to pass through. In addition, you're going to take a tablespoon of blackstrap molasses, which is high in potassium and which is able to reduce swelling in the duct, allowing easier passage of the stone. The molasses can be repeated again a little bit later, but remember that the potassium that uh, is in molasses, that potassium is actually helping produce more bile. So if we're low on bile, remember it's potassium we need to take. So that blackstrap molasses is good for that. The two cell salts you can take are Kali Mur, K-A-L-I-M-U-R, and Calc Sulf, C-A-L-C-S-U-L-P-H. And you're, they're taken as eight tabs at a time, will also reduce swelling and allow the stone to move through. And this can be repeated three or four times following the first dose. Then, of course, there's an herb called Chanka Piedra. Listed, um, I will list it in the show notes, okay? But this herb, Chanka Piedra, it also can act swiftly to reduce the stone with the stone-free formula acting pretty fast also. I've used Chanka Piedra. Didn't notice a huge difference with it when I was in some pain. It's something like an herb you have to take continuously over time, okay? Double down on, I guess, as you're having problems, but it may work for you. So try Chanka Piedra. And then follow up with a longer-term cleaning up program that should help you recover entirely with no further concerns after that. I'm going to also mention here, because it wasn't talked about in the class I took, that taking, having some, uh, it's an oil, a castor oil, going and purchasing some castor oil and making a castor oil compress, you're just going to put maybe a half a tablespoon, maybe even just a little, little squirt of that castor oil on a paper towel, and you can put that right over your right rib area where the gallstone is, or if you have kidney stones, it can too, but that castor oil is an oil that penetrates and it, it's a breaker. So it breaks up the stones as well. And so you're, you're putting that on at night 
maybe putting a piece of saran wrap over that paper towel so that it's not messy and drippy everywhere and wrapping that around your body on that spot. You can even get a hot, a hot comp, um, what are those called? Uh, compress, a hot compress, like you're filling it up with hot water and you're putting it on there as well. Okay. So that has definitely helped me. And, um, I tell people to do that as well. All right, stone-free by Planetary Herbals. Gradually dissolve stones over about an eight-week period, and this works on kidney stones as well. So stone-free by Planetary Herbals. You can go look into that. The herb Chanka Piedra we talked about, that is one that can dissolve gallstones and kidney stones. Magnesium helps to utilize potassium and also seems to help relax the gallbladder. Blackstrap molasses works for a potassium supply. Low potassium allows swelling and congestion of the common bile duct to occur. The pain of a swollen bile duct is as painful as a stone stuck in the bile duct. So do not skip your potassium. An olive oil cleanse can also remove stones. And then there's taurine, which helps with adequate bile production. It can be undersupplied, especially if someone has the MTHFR gene, SNP. So supplementing with the B vitamins helps to make more taurine. Taurine can, sub- can be supplemented ideally in the amount of 1,000 milligrams per 40 pounds of weight. Okay. Sunflower lecithin can soften stones and make bile more fluid. Kali myrrh and calc sulf are cell salts that can reduce swelling and congestion in the bile duct and gallbladder. And a tablespoon of black strap molasses works similarly. So I'm repeating things here, right? So you understand that these are the products you can go look up on Amazon or we'll link them in the show notes for you. Whipping cream helps to pick up minerals, okay? So like an, um, an organic whipping cream. So we've talked about that a little bit, taking your whipping cream, having some cream with your electrolytes can help assimilate better too and absorb better. It sounds counterintuitive, but eating more cream and butter, they say, actually helps the gallbladder work more efficiently. That's why I know a lot of the keto community, if they've had people with gallbladder issues, they say it works. So it could work for you, having more of the, the, the good, healthy fats. For me, it didn't work, but for a lot of people, it could help them. Light colored stools that float, remember, indicate a lack of bile, which can allow the overgrowth of Helicobacter pylori, which then surpasses bile production to survive. Restoring bile flow once again surpasses H. pylori. To nourish the liver and gallbladder to help with bile production requires ample potassium, the amino acid taurine, choline, and vitamin K2. The cell salts nat sulf and cali myrrh and calc sulf all play important roles as well. Note, if your gallbladder is missing, you may need to take bile salts with meals containing a significant amount of fat. Your liver is continuing to make bile 
but without the gallbladder to deliver the right amount of bile at the right time, you are often stuck with inadequate amounts for the fats you need to digest. Fatty acid deficiencies can occur over time. It's better to take the bile tablets as you go and stay healthy. So people take bile salts, maybe two to three with each meal, okay? Then you've got digestive enzymes. So while you are rebalancing and mending digestive enzymes, um, those might be useful to help help you out, okay? Those digestive enzymes. So there's some good brands for digestive enzymes. Grab a pen and pencil, keep it out. We're gonna talk about this. Our Garden Enzymes, the Maximizer. So you can go to rgarden.com and that's just a capital R, rgarden.com. Enzymedica Gold Enzymes. These also work as an excellent antiviral. Enzymedica Gold Enzymes. Super Papaya Enzyme Plus. Good for protein digestion if there is stomach trouble. Ancestral pancreas supplement. So, you know, if you go to ancestral supplements, look for the ancestral pancreas supplement. And while you're there, look for ancestral gallbladder supplement. They have amazing supplements. Digestive enzymes are pH dependent and temperature dependent. Don't hesitate to support bicarbonate levels until functioning well on your own. So we talked about getting some bicarbonate, maybe some of that sparkling mineral water. Keep in mind that low thyroid conditions that result in a subnormal body temperature are also having some effect on your ability to use your enzymes. So some supplementation might be really helpful until you are feeling better. Keep in mind that if the pancreas is having to make lots of insulin, if the person is insulin resistant, then production of both bicarbonate and digestive enzymes can be compromised. These issues may need to be addressed at some point as well. The large intestine is mainly concerned with extracting water from the digesting foods and returning it to the body for further use. Its health as with the small intestine before it, is dependent on good bacteria that have helped with the the digestive process from beginning to end. And as we said earlier, the digestive process also depends on electrolytes. Though in the case of motility or peristalsis, the electrolytes are performing another specific role. Magnesium causes the intestine to hang onto sufficient water and works as a natural laxative. Sodium holds water in the intestine, helped by magnesium. Potassium is needed to prompt the nerves to activate, causing gurgles to occur, indicating peristalsis. Iron is needed to ensure the muscular strength in the wall of the intestine needed to keep things moving through. And we'll talk more on iron later. Healthy and friendly bacteria help with the digestive process, but also produce nutrients that we were never expected to get from our diet. Many of our hormones and some of our neurotransmitters, 90% of our serotonin is produced 
in the intestinal tract. Did you know that? 90% of our serotonin, the happy hormone, is produced in the intestinal tract. So that's why um, a lot of people have depression and anxiety and worry and all of this stuff going on. Those, uh, that serotonin, it's not being produced as well for those people. They've got some bacteria in there. So we want to clean all of that up so we can have balanced hormones and feel awesome and get that intestinal tract working. There are probiotics. You've heard of probiotics for your gut, healthy probiotics. Um, so that sac, it's hard to pronounce these guys, sac. Caromyces boulardii, okay, and then you got bacillus coagulans, probiotic bacillus human spore by perfect pass, lactobacillus reuteri, that's by nature's way, L reuteri pearls is good. BioHeal probiotic, you can go to myallstarnutrition.com for that. Good for children with autism, especially that one, BioHeal Probiotic. Bubby's Sauerkraut, or make your own sauerkraut, which is fermented veggies. I have a video on my YouTube channel for that. Go find Health Coach Heather, and you can look up um, fermented veggies recipe. Kimchi, White Mountain Bulgarian Yogurt. Look for that. Okay, so to nourish the large intestine, make sure there is plenty of protein available to maintain repair, good levels of electrolytes to maintain fluid balance, robust zinc levels to ensure healthy villi and solid intestinal barrier, and friendly bacteria that can help break down food as well as create hormones and neurotransmitters needed for good intestinal health. Look up ancestral intestine capsules because those are good. In high cortisol levels, liver doesn't have enough glycogen. And so the intestines have a hard time repairing. Now, um, ah, you know what? I kind of want to stop there. So we, this is some heavy stuff. So I, I really don't want to go too deep on this stuff yet. Okay. I mean, we're already going deep. I mean, I don't want to go deep for hours and hours into this stuff. I want to just give you bits and pieces of this so you can understand it. So what I'm going to do is stop there. So when we come back, okay, when I have you back with me, we're talking about digestive problems such as leaky gut and allergies. We're going to get into SIBO, okay, small intestine bacterial overgrowth or IBS. We're going to talk about gastroparesis and constipation and diarrhea and how you can stop both of those. So this is all very important stuff to our digestive tract, isn't it? So join me next week and we'll get into that that conversation a little bit deeper. Now, if you're a person who already knows that you've got these problems going on, you've you've turned everywhere, you don't know what else to do, I'm going to recommend that you all, as always, come get coached by me, if even just for a few months, so you can see what it's like to totally heal your gut and clean out inflammation in your body so you can get out of pain quicker. You will be amazed at what my coaching program can do for you. So what you're going to do is just go ahead and look at the show notes. You'll find a little button there for filling out a health assessment. 
click that button, fill out the health assessment so I can learn a little bit more about your health. And then we'll find a, a time to chat and I'll tell you about my program. And you, at that point, you can decide if it's right for you or not. But at least let me find out more about your condition and if I can even help you. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Healthy Families Rule podcast. As always, we really appreciate this when you share it with a friend, someone you know who's having some issues and could use some help. And give us um, a five-star review over in iTunes, if you wouldn't mind. We love those reviews. It bumps us up in the in the iTunes and on any of your podcast delivery apps. It helps other people to find the show quicker who might need our help too. Thank you so much and have a beautiful rest of your week. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, you have to come check out my coaching and all I have to offer. Whether you're trying to lose weight, get the kids healthier, overcome hard challenges in your life, or just need some support, I'd be so excited to be your coach. I'm going to help you take all this material I teach here on the podcast and apply it to your personal life. So come on over to healthcoachheather.com to learn more. And thanks for sharing this podcast episode with a friend. Mm -hmm.